Welcome to the Hardcore Truth, where we discuss music, society, politics, and the hard rock punk scene. I'm your host, Rusty. Thanks for listening. Well, another week, another podcast. So let's go ahead and uh, jump feet first into this dumpster fire, and let's get it done. So, on this episode, I would like to talk about censorship and its applications. How is it being applied nowadays opposed to how it was applied way back then um one thing that we really need to look at and what is happening is the parallels of today and the book 1984 this book was written i believe it was in 1949 and it's a nightmarish vision of what happens when the government completely takes over everyday aspects of people's lives um and much more than that it's uh it's more along the lines of what happens when government completely takes over and and a whole um in the book there's a lot of things that they talk about uh they have something called the ministry of truth which basically they It's basically them rewriting history. A lot of things that we see that are occurring today. um, And it was nightmarish in that novel. And it's nightmarish now. Um, Things like doublespeak and the like with that. Um, You see a lot of it happening today. Um, But before we get into that and how it's being applied. Let's talk about how censorship was back then. Anytime the government released anything, which on the rare occasion that they did, um, because we didn't have laws like we do now where we can, with the Freedom of Information Act and everything like that. So basically it allows us, the people, to question the government and what they're doing. Um, back then it was a completely different ballgame. You couldn't do that. If the government felt like they wanted to release documents or anything they it went through the uh the black marker uh treatments basically you got pages and pages and pages and pages of redacted information that was censored with a very thick very dark black permanent marker so basically you were left with nothing yeah you were left with nothing um that and because they did that, they they blocked out that information and deemed it it's sensitive to uh, national security, which is the magic term that they use still to this day uh, when they don't want you to know something. But censorship has gone in a very different direction. Not only is it how you know people were just kept in the dark about what the government did. I mean, that still does occur. But now it's completely different. It has a different face as well. Um, the censorship, you can't... There was, there was a time where you could voice an opinion or you could voice a different opinion to the standard status quo. And basically nothing really came of it. it you know you probably got berated or or whatever by ignorant people or just by somebody who didn't agree with what what you had to say now it's vastly different now that we live 
in information we live in a in a time where information can just be brought up in a matter of seconds you know with the whole fact checking uh system that we have now that everybody likes to do to people um but even with that though you you really can't trust what you read so how is it that if you're having a conversation with somebody and they want to fact check you, how do you know that the information that they're receiving is from a reliable source? You can't. Everybody has an agenda nowadays. Everybody's out to discredit other people. And that's basically what it all boils down to. Um, but I digress. With uh, how you're being censored now, I mean, all anybody has to do nowadays say that they were offended by comments that you were made, or they think that it's X Y Z, you know, racist, homophobic, whatever. And surely, yeah, those those things do exist. I'm not downplaying it. I'm not trying to say that they don't exist because they definitely do. However, just because you present somebody with facts and they don't like it, so they're going to put the screws to you. And claim that you're a Nazi, that you should, that your freedom of speech should be shut down because it offends them, it hurts their feelings. Well, it used to be, people would just laugh at you, call you on your bullshit, and just tell you to fucking carry on and grow the fuck up. Nowadays, somebody yells that your opinion is shut down. You lose funding if you're if you're backed by if you have sponsors and and things like that. You know, you uh, you're silenced. Because people's feelings got hurt. And that's a very scary thing. What, not only that, you have people rewriting history as they wish that it did occur. Um, you have people rewriting history to fit a certain narrative, which you see every day. And that actually plays in with the Civil War. Uh, I could go on and on and on about that, but the main thing about it was um the the new thing is that the civil war was fought over slavery which is an absolute falsehood it was not it was actually fought over states rights and um economic rights slavery had very 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 little to do with the civil war there there were are they were some things that were brought up during that yes there was but slavery as a main as a main um step towards into the civil war no it was not but now they're rewriting history to make people think that's what it was and it wasn't the the mere fact that we have people going back and changing recorded history and how things actually happened to present a new i guess you could call it polished history is a very scary thing. It's a very scary thing indeed. Um, And like I said, it's being applied in so many different facets. You see it nowadays. You see it on, on the internet. You see it on TV. You see, you see it in history books for fuck's sake. I mean, you know, this shit's being taught to generations of kids and, and they're learning something that actually didn't happen. Or it's not the way that it actually happened. They're trying to create something 
that didn't happen. Or not the way it did happen. And people coming out of school are taking the things that they learned. And they're still learning even in college. Um, they're basically what they're doing. They're taking the viewpoints and the, uh, and I get in the, um, suggestions of who, you know, who's teaching them and they're using it as gospel and it's inherently false and it's a very scary fucking thing. Um, but I urge you if, if you really want to see the parallels and what's happening now, pick up the book 1984. It's, it's a night, like I said, it's a, it's a nightmarish reality that was written that it seems like it was, it was pre pre written even in 1949. It's a very scary thing. So, um, with that out of the way, I just wanted to talk about that for a minute. Um, I heard uh, earlier in the week that they were talking about the UN possibly running out of money. Um, I don't know how you feel, but me personally, I feel that this is a good thing. Uh, the UN, it could it, it could go away tomorrow, and the world would benefit it. It would be a better place without it. And a lot of people don't seem to understand that standpoint the UN has always done more harm than good you know they send these people in they call them peacekeepers well the UN is has very very dirty hands they they have a lot of blood on their hands um crimes of the UN I mean god can you if you dig deep enough you you can find how far back it really goes. In Haiti, there was 200 cases of child rape. Um, there was actually a 10-year sex trafficking ring that was actually discovered. And guess what? Nobody was ever held responsible for it. Never. Not once. Went on for 10 fucking years. You had, you had people, literally, you had people, UN peacekeepers, literally running sex trafficking rings of minors and had brothels in Haiti for 10 fucking years and nothing has ever happened. You had cases coming out of the Sudan, out of Kosovo, out of Pakistan where there's 612 cases of of child rape committed by the UN peacekeeper hordes and that's all the fuck they are. They're 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 a fucking they're a fucking scourge. That's what they are. They that's they go into these war-torn nations or they go into nations going through crisis and they exploit the shit out of them that's what they do there are many cases where there was i believe it was in i believe it was in kosovo or maybe it was sarajevo i can't remember but there were cases where they were literally people giving up children for food. And the and this was acceptable. Nothing has ever come of this. So the mere fact that the UN is running out of money. That's fucking great. That's good. Um, the US and the world don't fucking need them. 
you have these people in the UN telling every country what to fucking do and how to fucking do it. But yet, they can't find the people responsible who ran a 10-year sex trafficking ring of minors and hold them accountable. But yet, we're supposed to fucking sit here and listen to these assholes in their fucking ivory tower and listen to them them tell us what we're supposed to do in our own fucking borders. Get fucked. Fuck the UN. The world's a better place without them. And it's a good thing because if the UN doesn't have money to pay their troops. Well, this is a double-edged sword, and I'm going to explain why. If the UN doesn't have the money to pay the peacekeepers, this problem... You know, people won't have to be terrified that they hear when they hear that the UN peacekeepers are coming in. Yes, there are other extenuating circumstances... I'm not saying that if the UN peacekeepers are defunded and don't have any money, that these problems will go away. Because let's face it, these problems do happen in countries like this. I mean, they happen in the U.S. as well. But it wouldn't be a military force that is doing it. I have a major problem with money going to people like this. So I see this as a very good thing. The world doesn't need them. The U.S. doesn't need them. And it's time for us to stand up and tell these people to get the fuck out of here. That we don't fucking need them. We don't fucking want them. Now, with that being said... I said earlier this could, this could be a good or a bad thing. Um, the bad thing is that these people are or have military capabilities. If they don't have the money, they can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. See, the main thing is here, when, whenever you see these blue-helmeted jackboot fucking terrorists, and that's what the fuck they are, marching down your street, you know you're fucked. Everything has gone out the window. And especially in this country where we have a constitution. If you see these people coming down your street, things have gotten really bad. And things are about to get really fucking worse if you see these people coming. So the, the mere fact that they could be running out of, of money and they're going to become defunded doesn't fucking bother me one bit. Not at fucking all so I don't know as far as that goes I don't know where it's where it stands right now um like I said I heard this earlier in the week I haven't heard any more about it I haven't read any more about it I haven't seen anything about it so we'll see what happens um it's just we're living in crazy times we really are things are Things are getting worse. And I'm kind of at the point where I really don't know what to say anymore about it. Because this is not how it's supposed to be. Things are supposed to be better. But they're not. They're getting fucking worse. And you can blame it on anything you want. 
The main fact is, at any point in time, that any government puts its nose into any place where it shouldn't fucking belong, things get a whole hell of a lot worse. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Um, but that's another topic for another day, as I like to say. Um, another topic that I would like to get into is revolution in America. So this has been building up for a long time. Um, there are many different causes of it. There's many different schools of thought on what would trigger an uprising in America or a revolution in America. Um, on the left, it would say that, you know, rich politicians pocketing their pocketing taxpayer money and doing whatever the fuck they want to do with it. Yeah, that could have a lot to do with it. On the right, it's the ever-intrusive government sticking their nose in places where it doesn't belong. More laws, more regulations, more taxes. Yeah, that has a lot to do with it as well. You see, the American people as a whole just want to be left the fuck alone. And that's what it boils down to. Whether it's on the left or whether it's on the right. Now, generally, I think that the left and right are equally full of shit. It could care fucking less about what the what they what the American people really want. Uh, the government sees the U.S. citizenry as serfs. They're you know they think that they're above the law. They think they're above the Constitution, where they can cherry pick from the Constitution what they can and can't do. Well, in their eyes, they don't. They don't care. They just do what the fuck they want. There's no limit to their power. There are a lot in the government who feel this way. And that's, I think, it's going to be one of the biggest factors in a revolution in the United States. Um, another, another thing that could possibly kick it all off is political correctness. And I'm not talking about an armed revolution in this sense. What I'm talking about here, it's going to be a revolution to where people are going to have enough. And they're going to tell these people to shut the fuck up. People are going to start, well, they already are, start pulling their kids out of public school in droves. Because they don't like the things that they're hearing. They don't like the things that are being taught to their children. This alternative history as I mentioned before earlier in the, in the podcast, that they're going through and rewriting history and telling these very impressionable young kids out and out lies. They look at it as truth, but it's not. And as far as that goes, I think once that starts happening... There's going to be no way to stop it. They have in the past threatened parents with having the CPS coming in and attempting to take away their children. But those situations are rare. And very rarely does it ever work out in the government's favor. Um, as Americans, we have the right... To homeschool our children. There are some places that say that you can't do that. But people fucking do it anyways. 
there's nothing that these places can do about it. Because as long as they're being taught and these kids are having education, there's really nothing that they can fucking do. Um, that's another situation where I think revolution could possibly kick off in this country. Um, another one could be economic. Um, you see people getting fed up with the, uh, Wall Street types, making money off of foreclosed homes, making money off of foreclosed farms, and the like, um, and basically just trying to make it harder for American people to live. Now, with that, it also comes with personal responsibility. You shouldn't live outside your means, but who am I to tell you what to do? That should be just common fucking sense. However, you get somebody who has paid their mortgage on time for, let's say, 20 years. You know, they're a factory worker. They busted their ass their entire fucking life. They've paid their bills on time every month. All of a sudden, because of some something happens, the, the factory gets shut down and moved to Mexico or whatever, what other country it may be. And on a side note, we shouldn't hold the Mexican people. It's not it's not them. It's the corporations who are just trying to fucking curb expenses and save fucking money. And that's what it is. It's not collectively the people of Mexico stealing people's jobs. Let's be realistic here. Okay? It's 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 the business owners who are moving their shit outside of the border to save fucking money. That's what it is, but I digress. Um, you get this guy, he's a factory worker, he's paid his bills on time every month for 20 years. And the plant that he's working in gets shut down. And he can't find another job, um, because the economy is shit, or what have you. Um, or he gets another job, gets two jobs, is busting his ass, you know, busting their ass trying to make these mortgage payments and it's not enough. And these people just come in and just take their shit. This has caused people to lose their collective shit and go after banks. And I think at this point, if things like this continue to happen, you're going to start seeing more and more of that. Um, taxes, they're increasingly getting higher and higher and higher. Taxation's theft. Plain and simple. It's it's to the point now where if everybody stopped paying their taxes, they can't arrest everybody. And but the real the realization or the realistic side of that, um, not everybody's gonna do that. Because there are people out there who think that taxes is the price we pay to live in a civilized society. It's bullshit. It's pure bullshit. It's not. It's not. That's not how that works at all. Um, prime example of an argument that somebody had. Well, if we don't pay our taxes, who's going to take care of the roads? Well, I happen to live in an area where taxes are high, and it's supposed to go for the roads, and our roads are fucking shit. So you tell me that the money that I pay in my fucking taxes and everybody else who lives here pays in taxes. And our roads are still shit. Where is that fucking money going? And it's going to get to the point 
where people are going to start demanding answers. And when they don't get the answers, well, that's when people start getting drugged down the street and get tarred and feathered and ran out of town on a fucking rail. I think it's coming to that point. People are getting sick and tired of being taxed to death on every little fucking thing that they have or every little fucking thing that they do. People are getting sick and tired of it. I don't fucking blame them. A lot of people are feeling that way. So there are many events that could possibly trigger a revolution in the United States. Um, Like I said, this has been building up for a very long time. Um, If things keep going the way that they are going, I don't see an end to it. The only end that I do see, as I said, is a revolution. Um, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there. Those are the things that could happen. Um, But I'm sure if something like that were to happen, it would be censored. Just like everything else in this country. It'll be censored and the people who decided to take a stand will be labeled as extremists or fascists or some kind of fucking bullshit like that. Because apparently that's the kind of fucking world we live in nowadays. And it's fucking sad. So, I know this is uh, pretty short and I'm running through all this a lot. I'm just throwing facts out at you and everything like that. Things are getting to a point in this country where... There could be a time where I won't even be able to do this because somebody somewhere will get offended and I'll get shut down. I'm actually waiting for it, actually, because I do say a lot of unpopular things. Um, But this is what I do. I use facts and I use them to the best of my capability. And the reason that I do this is because I want to get this information out there. I want people to do their own research and look these things up and become educated and realize the the things that are going on around us are fucking wrong. And something should be done about it. Or at the very fucking least, be educated. And open your eyes and realize that This isn't the rosy fucking picture that it was painted out and given to us. No, it's a, it's, it's a shit sandwich. That's basically what it is. So I employ you to do your own research and look this shit up. You can look it up. It's all of a matter of public information. It's it's right there, right in front of you. And while you're at it, read the book 1984. You'll see a lot of what I'm saying. It's uh, you could draw your you could draw the parallels of what happens in that book and what's happening now. It's a very scary thing. So, um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, this whole thing has been building up for a very long time, and uh. Hell, I can remember things happening in the early 90s. And uh, I think it really kind of kicked off. I think it opened opened the eyes of a lot of people with what happened to the Weaver, Weaver family in uh, Ruby Ridge. Um, I think that's where it kind of forced people to see what the government is actually capable of if they think you are wrong or if they don't like what you're saying. 
I mean, hell, even look at that situation. They pan, they painted Randy Weaver as a white supremacist. Randy Weaver, Weaver was not a fucking white supremacist, okay? He wasn't. And the only reports that, um, again, and this goes to rewriting history, the only reports that were stated that he was involved with any kind of white supremacist uh, organization was through the FBI. Now, that I have a huge problem with, because the FBI said that he was a he was a threat to national security because he was in league with a white supremacist organization that was hellbent on taking over. Now, to me, that just seems like that just gave them carte blanche to to do whatever the fuck they wanted. They saw this guy who took his family because he didn't like how society was going. So he took his family and moved them to Idaho, moved them up to the fucking mountains and wanted to live the way he wanted to live his life the way that people did back then. He wanted to be left the fuck alone. He wanted to raise his children the way he wanted to. So what he did, he moved his family and it pissed the government off. Now, I don't, what I don't understand about the whole situation was, did he break the law? Well, when he took, when he, when he took two shotguns and sold the barrels off of them and sold them for a friend to make a little bit of cash. Okay. Um, that's kind of a gray area. Because me being the type of person that I believe in, or the things that I believe, is that wrong? No. I, I don't think so. Um, but that gave, that gave the government justification to go in and pull him away from his family and just, and treat him like a criminal. Um, the whole thing about it was that when he refused to come out, they went in and murdered his family. Why? And this is what, this is what makes, this is what makes the government hate it so much. Because they step in and they put their noses in where it's not fucking wanted. And the end result of that is this guy's family was wiped out. Need I say more about that? And I think this is where, and like I said, I think this is where everything kind of kicked off. Because it forced the people to realize that the government has no recourse in what they do. They can do whatever they want to whoever they want, whenever they want. And that's when a lot of people realized, oh shit, things can get real bad real fast. So if you want to read more about that, 
that you know the the, the siege of uh, Ruby Ridge, uh, Ruby Ridge. Look it up. It will open your eyes to a lot of things. Um. So with all that being said, I know this was kind of a train wreck tonight, and I apologize. I'm kind of scatterbrained. Um. <clears throat> so we're gonna go ahead and move into another part of the show that I really like to do. And this is when we talk about the hardcore punk scene. Um, usually I talk about bands that, you know, kind of influence me and everything like that. But, and we're going to go a little different, I guess, tonight. Um, it kind of seems to me that, uh, the scene is still somewhat around. Not really. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I'm old now, so I guess I'm kind of, I've been out of it for a long time. But, growing up, and being the you know type of person I was, it was always open and it was always available. It was always willing to accept you, you know, for who you were. It didn't care, you know, what your politics were or you know what you believed in or, you know, so on and so forth. The music was there. It was an outlet, and it was a good, it was a good outlet because whether you were pissed off or if you were upset or whatever, you there was always a group of friends there, you know, the scene kind of had your back and, you know, that, that was, that's what drew me into it, I guess. It was, it was accepting. Like I said, it didn't care what your politics were. It didn't care what color you were. It didn't care. It didn't care. You know, as long as you were a decent person, everybody pretty much got along with everybody. And that's what really kind of drew me into it. Now, it just kind of seems like it's been taken over by elitist fucks. You know, it's just, I don't don't know. Everybody has their idea of what punk should be and what punk is and what punk isn't. Um, Like I said, for me, punk was an idea, you know. It was revolution, I guess, of the mind. And, uh... Once it became fashionable, it kind of lost that edginess. It kind of lost that spark, I guess you can say. Everybody was doing it now and because it was the end thing to do. And, you know, there was a major problem when you saw, uh, you know, when you saw people who didn't know what punk was, you know, the week before. And now all of a sudden they're going around and saying that they're punk. I mean, I'm not saying that people can change themselves or whatever because people definitely can but you knew the types these people try to I guess you could say infiltrate and try to make it their own and it was always laughable but like I said punk didn't really give a fuck who you were and that's what always drew me into it so but there was um you know, yeah, there was a couple bands that I got into early on. The Exploited was one of them. I liked, I remembered like listening to them for the first time and just going, wow, these guys, these guys are so pissed off. I love it. <laughs> you know, but The Exploited, um, the Anti Nowhere League was, and actually still, that's one of my favorite ones. Um, but, you know, th- those, those were the bands that kind of just drew me into the whole scene and just kind of went to share that with you. So. Once again, I apologize for tonight. Everything's kind of a train wreck this episode, but 
and the major takeaway with this is just open your eyes, do your own research, be aware of what's going on around you. Because as soon as you open your eyes and realize that you're being fucking lied to, you it's going to make you want to go seek the truth. Now, this could be a dangerous thing because if you go seeking the truth, you could lose friends, you could lose family. I lost family over because I stated facts and that person couldn't fucking handle it. And someone that has been there for me my entire life, I no longer talk to because they allowed their politics to get in the way of actual fact. And once that occurs, once that door's open and they walk through it, they tend to close the door behind them. So be careful on your research and be careful on who you choose to expose truth to. Because it could wind up wind up biting you in the fucking ass and leave you on an island. Basically making you an island in a sea of bullshit. <laughs> so, heed my warning. I'm telling you this because it comes from personal experience. Um, but yeah, you know, just don't take my word for it. Go and actually look this shit up. Open your eyes to what's going on around you. I mean, I know it's a corny-ass saying, but knowledge is power. And it's a very important tool. So, just make sure you're prepared to deal with the consequence of opening your eyes and realizing what's happening around you. Because there are people who are still asleep and still accept the bullshit line that's being fed to them. And... Like I said, it could cause you to lose friends. It could cause you to lose family. Like I said, the the truth is a very dangerous thing. But it could also set you free. And once you realize the truth, you're pretty much unstoppable. And I guess that's where things need to be. And uh, once you realize that It's all good. Sorry for the long pause. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, once you realize the truth and see what's happening, the better off you will be because you'll be you'll prepare yourself better. You'll be prepared more than what you were before. It's going to become as a great culture shock to you. It really will. Not a culture shock. I'm sorry. I misspoke. It's going to become a huge shock to you once you realize what's actually happening and what's going on. It's going to freak you out. You're going to read a lot of things and you're going to be like, well, fuck, this can't be true. But keep digging. Because in every in every lie, there's a hint of truth. Once you find the root of that truth, the more that you find out about it. So just keep on digging. And just remember, research. Research is an important tool. So... Again, uh, I apologize for this uh, podcast. It's kind of a train wreck. I know I'm kind of all over the fucking place. Again, I apologize for that. But uh, hopefully next week will be better. And hopefully you guys get something out of this episode, like I said. And uh, hopefully you could use it. So, well, until next week. uh, Hope you guys have a good week. 
And um, next Sunday, check back in here, and hopefully I got some more topics to talk about. You guys have a good week. Thanks. Bye.